Hey guys, this is Carson Comic Talk Show, episode number 13, and I'm going to be talking about my, uh, these the three topics from yesterday, which was Wednesday. It's currently 12.52 a.m. on Thursday. So yeah, topic number one I will be talking about to, um, for yesterday is the Bears have not entered contract talks with running back Tariq Cohen. Topic number two I'll be talking about is why I think Derek Carr will have a good year with the Raiders in 2020. And for the finale, topic number three I'll be talking about is what I expect out of newly drafted uh, wide receiver Jalen Rieger at TCU in his rookie season for the Eagles. So yeah, let's get into topic number one. The Bears have not entered contract talks. Yet with Tariq Cohen. So this is what I think about this. The Bears have not entered contract talks with Tariq Cohen. Cohen is on his last year of his contract and will become a free agent unless he and the Bears get a deal done. Cohen is at the end... Well, Cohen is a very... Cohen is on the last year of his contract and will become a free agent unless he, at the end of the year, unless he and the Bears can get a deal done. Cohen is a very dynamic back. He's not your usual four-down back who gets the bulk of the carries. He's more of a third-down back in terms of old-school football terms. As a result, making contact contract comparisons becomes difficult. Not very, Not every team has a back like Cohen, even if they do. They might not possess the abilities to contribute as an all-around threat like Tariq, like Cohen because he is a valued member of special teams as one of the league's best punt returners. The closest player skill-wise to Cohen is Darren Sproles, the player Cohen looked up to when he was, gro- when he was growing up as a youth. Comparing contract figures is impossible there because Sproles' career took place largely in a different salary cap level and era. Also, Sproles didn't have a um. Also, Sproles didn't have a conventional career. He suffered a season-ending injury and didn't play in his second year. After didn't make a very minor, did I didn't make a very minor contribute, uh, contribution. As a rookie, so it was his third season before he got rolling. In Cohen's case, he's been there every season. He's been there every season from day 1. The closest players to Cohen for contract comparison purposes are Duke Johnson and Austin Eckler. Johnson running back Duke Johnson Austin Eckler. Johnson received an uh, a new contract for 3 years and 50 15.6 million when he went to Houston from Cleveland last year. Also, this year's comparison is Austin Eckler, who received a four-year, $24.5 million contract. Tariq Cohen has nine fewer carries in 250 for 58 fewer yards in 1,027 than Johnson and made the Pro Bowl as a return, as a return man, while Johnson had a few token punt returns in his second season with 17 without being involved in other returns. 
Johnson is 20 pounds heavier than the than the 191 pound cone, and really could be used more as a conventional running back than he has been. Yet his receiving ability makes him too valuable to try in that manner. Cohen, who is 5'6", 191 pounds, is closer to Eckler's size, who is 5'10", 200 pounds, and has been used more like Johnson has been. Eckler has been far more productive on offense than Cohen has been. Eckler has 285 rushes for th- and 35 more than Cohen, and gained 244 more yards with 1,371 than Cohen. He caught 45 fewer passes and 158 than Cohen but gained 142 more yards with 1,676 with them than Cohen had 203 through 1,534. Because of his special team snaps, Cohen has been on the field more times, and he had a total of 1,684 1,684 snaps, than both Eckler, who had 1,529 snaps, and Johnson, who had 1,629 snaps. The entire situation boils down to what the Bears view Cohen's punt return value is and whether they even attach a significant amount to it. If so, he could be worth every much as Eckler at $24.5 million over four years. Matt Nagy's offense is one which revolves around creating mismatches and capitalizing. There is no more of a mismatch than Cohen's speed and cutting ability matched up in the open field on a linebacker. However... This all comes with an asterisk attached. Last year, Cohen was not the Cohen who was dan- who was also dangerous in matchups. The Bears couldn't get him the ball in the open field, whether because of his own inabilities or due to the lack of other components in their offense. Chiefly, a tight end, a tight end to attract attention from him. Cohen has to be operating at full capacity and not rushing for a career-low 213 yards, or catching a career-high 79 passes, but for a career-low 5.8 yards per reception. Uh, um, 5.8 yards a reception. As a result, the Bears feel the need to see more from their diminutive, diminutive threat before doiling out another contract extension. So yeah, that is topic number one. On to topic number two. I'll be talking about why I think Derek Carr will have a good year with the Raiders in 2020. This is what I think about this. Derek Carr, who is 29 years old and only going into his seventh season with the Raiders and struggled last year with finishing with his team finishing at 7-9 and and 3rd in the division. And one reason being that he wasn't surrounded by a good supporting cast, with his receivers being Tyrell Williams, who is battling injuries, and the injury was a bout of plantar facilitis, 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 and only had six six hundred fifty one receiving yards and six touchdowns. And Hunter Renfro going into his second year, and who I personally like and think he's underrated, and he had a solid year in his rookie year last year with six hundred five receiving yards and four touchdowns on forty nine total receptions, and is good out of the slot. And they had Trevor Davis, who's not that good, and who's now a Chicago Bear. And he only had seven receptions for 83 yards with the Raiders in 2019, and who's injury-prone. But Carr's best target in 2019 was Darren Waller, who had 90 receptions for 1,145 yards and three touchdowns. 
who was dealing he was also dealing with sobriety and substance abuse back then with the Ravens. And he had been and he had been suspended by with it. But Waller is really good and one of the best and one of the league's best breakout stars last year. And running back Josh Jacobs, who in his rookie season last year had two hundred for two hundred forty two attempts, he had one thousand one hundred fifty rushing yards and seven touchdowns, and he had twenty receptions for only one hundred sixty six receiving yards. But who is going into his second year and is a huge piece of that offense in Josh Jacobs fell short of rookie of the year to Kyler Murray, but not by far. But Carr got more playmakers for his supporting cast. Going into I mean, first supporting cast this offseason. And Henry Ruggs, receiver from Alabama, who ran a 4.28 at the combine. And he, and he's really good and really fast and is re- also has really good hands. So he will be a big part of that offense. He will not only bring speed, and he's very dynamic. He can play out of the slot, and he can be a very dangerous deep threat. And he can play in the slot, too. And they added former Philadelphia Eagle Nelson Aguilar, who is not that good, but is not bad, and is known for not having the best hands, especially in his rookie year, dealing with a lot of drops and mental issues. And he dropped the ball in ev- in ev- a lot of important and various moments this year in 2019, this season, against, especially against the Falcons and Cowboys. But again, he's not bad. Even though he won't be featured that much in the offense, it's still a plus. So yeah, Carr has more threats now with Ruggs and Aguilar in the in the fold in the fold. The Raiders' offensive line was really good and one of the NFL's best, and had the chance to be and they had and had the chance to be really good. And they ranked one. And the Raiders offensive line ranked the 15th best offensive line in the league, according to PFF, which is pro football focus. And Rodney Hudson and Richie Incognito are a main part of it. And there is no better duo of interior offensive linemen in the NFL better at limiting pressure. Hudson allowed just three pressures in 509 pass blocking snaps in 2019, while Incognito allowed only nine pressures in 414 snaps. Out of those 12 combined pressures, only one was a sack and one was a quarterback hit, with the other 10 being hurry, um, hurries. On the outside, Colton Miller improved significantly on his, ro- on his rookie season, but his overall grade of 64.9 still ranked just 23rd among 37 qualifying left tackles. So yeah, Carr's offensive line is good, and his receiving court is solid and improved and he has a good running game. So, yeah, I think Derek Carr is going to have a good year with the Raiders in 2020. That's it for topic number two. And on to the finale, topic number three. I'll be talking um, what I expect out of Jalen Rieger in his rookie season with the Eagles. So this is what I think about this. The Eagles, with the 21st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, took TCU star wide receiver Jalen Rieger. Rieger is 5'11", 196 pounds, and he is really fast for his size, and he's not that tall. Something I noticed as I watched his tape for TCU, he has great speed, burning defenders left and right, and he has good hands. And if you're fast and have good hands, then you're good. 
And I also noticed he has great route running, too, and good footwork, and he's shifty. I think he will mold right into our offense and fit our system. He won Big 12 co-offensive freshman in 2017 for Texas Christian University after posting a 17.5 yards per reception to go along with eight touchdowns and 576 receiving yards off of 330 off of 33 catches while only starting two games. Rieger backed up his freshman year success after becoming a full-time starter for the Horn Frogs of TCU. The electrifying receiver put the college football world on notice as a playmaker after hauling in 72 receptions for 1,061 yards, and he had 14.7 yards per reception, and he had nine touchdowns. Rieger finished his sophomore season as a second-team All-Big 12 selection in 2018, but the production took a dip in 2019 for Rieger. Unfortunately, the receiver caught 43 of his 88 targets for only 617 yards and had 14.2 yards per reception and five touchdowns. Rieger's 2019 production didn't hinder the perception of his dynamic playmaking ability through the 2020 NFL draft process. According to Pro Football Focus Advanced Ball Location Chart, Rieger only saw 30.7 of his targets as accurate last year, which was only better than three receivers in college football. Overall, I think he will mold and fit right into the Eagles' system, and he is, and he is so dynamic and fast and is a deep threat. And that's what he will be mainly used at. And that's who that's what he will be mainly used as as a deep threat. But he can also play the slot too. So yeah, but he can also play out of the slot because he's really fast and not only a deep threat, but he's fast and can he's a playmaker. He can can be really good out of the slot on the short and intermediate routes. So yeah, that. So, yeah, and I expect big things out of him in his rookie year with the Eagles. So, yeah, that will wrap up episode number 13, and yeah.